Um, I'm not too really, I'm not too worried about the 5k at the moment. It's, I just want to just keep this, keep the ball rolling. Just, yep. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can use that without quoting Tin Man there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> We've got to come up with one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I told Dane on the long run the other day. I, I like to keep the brick in the wall. No, one brick at a time. Yeah, another brick in the wall. Another brick in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's um, uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Well, <laughs> still in song lyrics. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm just going to keep building my wall then. <laughs> um. Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends, and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow, and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. back to episode 37 of the Run Culture podcast. This podcast is a Run Culture Owl athlete update. Today I have a chat with Peter Dutton and Damien Clark, two Run Culture Owl athletes, and we talk about how their seasons went and the rest of our our athlete seasons went um, of all the athletes I coach. Uh, It's the first time I've had three people on the podcast. It was really fun. It really worked well. I enjoyed it and I hope you guys do too. Today, I'm catching up with two of the owls, Damien Clark, Pete Dutton, and myself. It's the first time we've had three people on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. That should yeah. be interesting. And we've got Remy in the background. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a podcast without her. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so today, what I really wanted to do was go over how we've gone over the last couple of months since we last caught up. and. I want to kick off with Damien. Like, so last time we chatted, you were injured. So yeah. what's happened since? Yeah, well, really got some momentum going now. Yep. Um, last time was kind of, I know the waters were a bit uncertain. Like um, I'd come back and then got injured again. So I was off for a bit. Um, but now once I came back the second time, it's, I haven't stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it's really good comeback because most people, if they've had an injury in November or December, often that's the AF season done. So, uh, how did you stay focused and stay positive that you're going to be able to turn it around? It was just little goals. So it was like starting with that five ten minute runs, and then yeah, just building momentum, half an hour, a couple half an hours, and then once you get a week of like seven, like six seven days under your belt, and then just gradually, and then like back to normal kind of mileage and then start normal kind of sessions. But like, it's very progressive. And then but before you know it, you're back. Yeah. Um, and did you ever lose hope that you thought, oh, no, I'm just going to have to focus on next season? Like, this isn't going to happen? I mean, the, when I 
had to stop the first like so I got I got injured and I came back and I had to stop again I was kind of oh it's not looking too good but then it, it came it turned around and I got back um back on my feet and yeah I didn't really lose confidence from there yeah um, and um so that that time that we had to stop again um that was only for a week um and then things sort of um happened from there really like things got going from there you end up doing a park run um at bensdale um how'd that go yeah well, there was a couple of sessions before that it was i don't know it was really a shock to the system i remember the first session i did with Lockie and jess it was around frankston reservoir and it was like probably a 15k session and it was really throwing myself in the deep end like tempo into some hill efforts and that hill those hill efforts a real shock to the system yeah and that was probably kind of my um like how I was for a couple of weeks um just my legs were fine just aerobically it was just my lungs were burning and I was getting dropped and it was just it was, it was just a matter of showing up yep and just just keep coming back yep and then yeah well then eventually I think it was like the Australia Day weekend went away with the family to Painesville. It was where the bushfires, like kind of around that bushfire period. And I was so lucky that that happened. And I threw myself into a park run at Bairnsdale, about 20 minutes away. Um, that was with the singlet with a hole in the back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is one of the our prototype singlets. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, about to be a hit. <laughs> um, yeah, I threw myself in it and it was probably only 60 people. I was running by myself from gun to tape. And I managed a 17-minute zero-zero. Yeah, and um, I was really surprised when I saw that because I, I knew you'd been talking to Gemma a little bit and you'd been like, oh, yeah. And I heard what your aims were and I was like, oh, geez, I just don't know if he's in that shape yet. Um, I was looking at yeah. the course record. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty favourable course. It's pretty flat. Yep, yep. Um, it's a pretty weak record in comparison. Yep. Um, but no, I wasn't in low 16 shape and... That's all right, and they had there were some changes to the course as well that I didn't really pl- couldn't plan for. Like yep. there's some detours up hills and stairs and stuff, yep. thrown in the middle. Um, so that added another level to it. But otherwise, it was all flat. There was no wind. It was a pretty comfortable morning. Yep. Next for Sandstone. Yeah. You got any questions, Pete? Oh, it was good to see that he would come back and was um, able to race well again after yeah. such a long break yeah I know um, and then was it the week after that that you had the track 5k or because wow. everything started to yeah, go alright after that yeah it was probably a pretty quick turnaround after that yeah it would have been a week maybe two or three definitely it was within a couple of weeks like it wasn't a huge break but yep. I did um, a shield track race and yeah this is my probably my first track race not in spikes so I was yeah. like where the paper flies um, so we sort of learned about that we're sort of like oh we're not going to take the risks yeah. at the moment so we've put down your injury to maybe like putting the spikes on a bit bit more than you're used to and obviously um, yeah it wasn't worth taking the risk so yes. yeah well so I'm not like I had a lot more confidence lacing them up and um, so yeah I showed up to I think it was like round 12 of AV Shield at Box Hill into a 5k um yeah, didn't really know what to expect. I just was by myself. I was the only person from the team there. 
Um, probably the only practicing runner there for the day. Yep. Um, so I was just, yeah, threw myself in. But I was lucky enough to have the likes of Cody Shanahan pacing another teammate. And I was doing 80-second laps, and I was like, this is perfect. So I just jumped on that train for about 3K until I couldn't hold on anymore. Nice, nice. But I managed to come away with a 16.54. Yep. But um, explain what happened with the whole DQ afterwards oh. <laughs> yeah I forgot about that disqualified officially um, didn't bring a lap scorer <laughs> uh, Pete told me to be okay so yeah never listen to me when it comes to rules with AV because I clearly don't follow them yeah I would have made the same mistake um, it was a bit unfortunate um, but yeah that was like another top run and uh, so then pretty much from there we had about a month yeah. roughly to, to try to get right for the um, Melbourne Uni 5k yeah um, well, I was aiming for the shield uh, state champs and then I decided that was probably a, a race that was too deep for me um, at this point so I opted to go Melbourne Uni two days later on the Tuesday night um, and it paid off I was put into a real good heat yep um, everyone was like I was in the D heat 7.55 and everyone was about between 16 and 17 minutes um so it's 22 runners on the six lane track it was really yeah it was really packed but yeah, i was stuck in a group and managed to walk over pb what were the race instructions the race instructions was sit on the sit on gemma <laughs> 3k and then just hold on to the end finish strong yeah and then that was my goal though because i'd had some sessions where like i'd had a really good session but i'd the last couple reps, I'd fall off. The wheels would fall off, and like there just wasn't wasn't as strong as I'd started. So, I, like I didn't really have a time goal for this race. It was just to finish with a lap as quick as I started. Really, um, and probably went quicker than what I started. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the plan I was given was to sit on the back of Gemma, one of her other <laughs> training partners. And, That's Gemma Maney. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I sat on her for two and a half k. Probably tapped the back of her foot a couple, a few too many times. What'd she say after? <laughs> she, she was pretty upset. <laughs> nah, I would be too if someone was sitting on me for two and a half k. But oh, the plan was sitting on her for three k, but I got to two and a half k, and these other guys went past, and I just remember thinking, I like what these guys are doing. So I was just, I, I don't know, just had to be a bit have a bit of confidence in myself yep. to go with him. Yep. And I did, and I was like, but I can't let Gemma back in front of me now. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've made the move. Um, so, yeah, for most of that, the rest of the race, I sat on these guys um, until maybe, like, the last 800, and they probably put 20 metres on me, and that's probably how it was for the rest of the, the, rest of the race until the last lap, could kick down. Yep. And finish with a 16.30. Yep, and so like for people that have been listening to the podcast and listen to a few of Damien's um, catch-ups and interviews, we started um, oh, probably a good six months ago, and our goal was to run 1545. 1535. 1535. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, with the recent events of um, coronavirus, so um, nationals will be called off. Um, oh, yeah. delayed at the yep. best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you, you've got like like to bring your time down so far, um, and to you know, you know, go from when I first started coaching you a seventeen minute guy to sixteen thirty, um, in that space of time is fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Like two months ago, you told me I was going to be running comfortably under seventeen minutes. Wouldn't have believed you. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 to. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, where you were at in November and December to add injury to that, and and that and it's good for people to see like that is a common part of running, and you've rebounded off it just with a positive attitude, but but also probably you listen to your body really well on this time. So um, it's good, good um, for other people to see that. Yeah, and well, as you said, despite not um, getting the nationals qualifier, in the end there's no team to make anyway, so can't really be too upset with myself and. Yeah. Just hope that there's a cross-country team to make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we'll have to watch this space. Um, but yeah, what's the five k goal now? Um, I'm not too really, I'm not too worried about the five k at the moment. It's, I just want to just keep this, keep the ball rolling. Just yep. um, <laughs> maybe you can use that without quoting Tin Man there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> We've got to come up with one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I told Dane on a long run the other day. I, I like to keep the brick in the wall. No, one brick at a time? Yeah, another brick in the wall. Another brick in the wall. Yeah. But I think that's um, uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Well, still in song lyrics. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm just going to keep building my wall then. <laughs> um, I've got some good momentum behind me and it's something I'd like to keep going. And hopefully, by the time some races roll around, you know, I was still running still got some good fitness probably even running better than i am now i'm sure of it and so you've just started uni um what what course have you got into and how's that going well it's very running specific doing a double degree in exercise and sports science and nutrition science and loving it yeah apart from chemistry but yeah i'm loving all my units it's i know it's all it's very different to high school but it's i don't know i like it it's it's good and with the recent events of um, the coronavirus, uh, what's the status there? What's happening with uni? Oh, nothing. doesn't stop. It's yep. Just attend my classes on my laptop as if it kind of like Skype. And just, yep. Yeah, just join a, like a chat room and with a lecturer and yeah, uni just keeps going. So it's all online. Yeah. Yep. Assignments are still due next week. <laughs> <laughs> Have you started them though is the question. Um, yeah, I almost finished. Jeez, yeah. He's on to it. <laughs> Typical Damien. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, on to Pete. So, Pete, you've just had... Why I got you both on was you ha- did have a pretty impressive finish to the um, AF season. Um, and I just thought it would be good to actually have three people on the podcast um, uh, as well. Um, Pete, tell us about your finish to your season and... Um, yeah, how state champs went and the Melbourne Uni 5K went. Yeah, so last time we spoke, i just come off the Box Hill Classic 3K where I ran a PB. And then I think had three weeks to get ready for the Vic uh, 1500 champs at Albert Park, which it was going to be a big test. It was probably the first time being in a sort of highest, high level sort of Victorian um race where there's heats and finals and stuff to try and get through yep so training went well got some good sessions in and 
all the speed and strength was where it had to be to hopefully run a PB. And um, went in, I was in heat one with some, there was some big dogs in the heat, uh, Sam McEntee and then Cody Shannon and a few others. Yep. So I knew it was going to be kind of impossible to make it out the, the heat into the final, but just gave it everything I had and walked away with a PB of 410. Yeah. Yeah, so four second PB. Um, That's huge over that distance. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like, how did the race actually go? And um, yeah, how, how did how did you find it? Yeah, the race plan played out uh, exactly how I thought it was. Sam McIntyre went straight to the front and sort of dictated the pace of it. But my whole goal or plan was just to sit at the back and just stay out of trouble and just follow and. Soon, when it kicked down, I would just try and hang on and yep. run the best last lap I could. Yeah. And hung on okay the last lap to uh, just miss going under four ten. But yeah, I think I think like I um I made the trip from work and I missed your race by a matter of minutes, um, which is pretty um frustrating. But um, Leanne um Dunsmore Jess's Jess Dunsmore's mum was there and. She said she watched your race and she said you absolutely gave it absolutely everything. Yeah, there was... I was hurt in the last 300, but yeah, my whole mindset with racing now is just I don't want any bad laps. I just want to not drop the head, just keep being relentless out there and whatever the time is, it's just bonus and I'll be happy regardless. Yep, yep. And that's a good way to view it. Like, I, I think I started running better when I started thinking of it like that as well. Like, the worst feeling is is you finish a race and you're like oh i could have i could have tried a little bit harder at that point or that point or that point yeah. and if you sort of run with that sort of thought in your head i found it's really helped me where you got that hard point in your race but you're like no nah, i don't want to regret this i want to look back and go i couldn't have tried any harder yeah so no it's great and then um uh i think we mentioned last episode that you did an 800 pb in training as well yeah we yeah. did a 800 time trial i had damien pace me well dane started off pacing oh, yeah. the 200 <laughs> yeah that's a very staggered time trial yeah <laughs> and um damien for pace to 400, 400 in 64 yeah. and joel hung on to i think about 550 and then the last 250 was solo and it definitely hurt <laughs> but broke 210 i think when did they run to 208 208 yeah yeah and then um, we've been really working on your strength um, in the gym as well. Um, and uh, how's the progress going to the 20 push-ups? Yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> we haven't exactly done any minor tests to it. <laughs> Maybe that's on the cards. Yeah, today. but I've been told the um, bench press weight's going to be moving up in the next month, so that, yep. that'll be fun. Yeah. Huge. Gym's fun, though. Yeah, never really done it and sort of enjoying it. Good, good, good banter in the hour gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been. Um, I think yeah, focusing on the speed in the gym uh, for the first couple of months of this season has been really complementary with the training that you were doing last year, where you're covering a lot of miles. Um, and I feel like it really shone through um, recently at the Melbourne Uni Five K. How'd the race go? Yeah, so it was a quick 10-day turnaround to try and get um, freshened up and ready for Melbourne Uni 5K. 
So I went in with a fair bit of confidence that I'd be able to break 15.40, knowing that the speed and the strength were definitely there. And I was lucky enough to run uh, 15.34.6. And what was your race plan? <laughs> yeah, so... Sim- <laughs> Now working out the Dana similar race plans. It's so <laughs> it's not a one size fits all, but I think um, it was quite effective. It was quite effective for <laughs> for um, pacing strategies. Um, I think both runners that I picked out um, were I knew how they were going to run it, so it just worked out. Yeah, so I got sent a message the night before telling me to just uh, sit on and break a check for <laughs> as long as possible to at least four k. As yeah. a spectator, I can say that he held very true to that plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably but... gave her a metre of space. <laughs> I did tell Damien in the warm-up, though, that it's going to be a struggle because it's not how I generally like to race. I'm not one to just sit and get a free ride. And lucky enough, M stepped out to lane two after... 2k and you were so kind to take one lap oh it was two, <laughs> it was two and a half <laughs> but lucky enough she was okay with it after the race and yeah um, she had a blinder anyway so yeah. yeah i just couldn't hang on the last 2k yeah her coach was telling her to go faster and i just i was hoping that it was not going to be the case but all credit to her and look at that, like, um, Gemma had people in front of her and Emily had people in front of her. Like, I, I think a race is a race and um, uh, for both of you it worked out well. Like, Pete I've, and Damien, I've seen you both go out too hard before. Um, so it just simplified it. Like, it's great to go into a race knowing that you just have to do one thing and, and you don't have to look at your watch and you're like, oh, all I have to do is stay with this person. So I think... Um, it really simplified it. Um, I think you're both going to run a good one either way. Um, uh, yeah, tell us a bit more about how you finished, um, Pete. Yeah, so I went through 3K in, I think, 9.18, and the pace started getting a bit hot after that. Yep. And I made a decision to sort of ease, not ease off the pace, but not really try and overstretch it, because I could tell M was starting to pick it up and starting to run probably 73s which thought five laps out it's a bit quick if I get to two laps and this is too quick then I'm gonna completely blow up so I just walked into 75s and managed to finish and I think 6.15 6.16 for the last 2k yep to run 15.34 and um so Damien did a was it a 16 second PB Oh, it takes 17 seconds. 17 seconds. Yeah. And, and Pete, yours was a 22. Yeah, 22, second 23 seconds or something. Yeah. But I think wearing the hour singlet has <laughs> definitely gave me a few seconds of <laughs> worth of confidence out there. That was good to see both of you in the hour singlet. Yeah, yeah. it felt good too. <laughs> yeah, Damien convinced me once. I was a little worried with the whole singlets and AV rules. I didn't, if he got disqualified, I definitely wasn't going to do it. But. Lucky enough, it all worked out. And well, Pete brought three different singlets on this night. Yeah, I was prepared. <laughs> uh, what was it? A Frankson one? Frankson one and all and three hour <laughs> combination. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't decide. <laughs> oh, it's better to be over-prepared. <laughs> and then, so now, like, if I'd asked you, oh, Pete, you're going to run a 15.34, 
um, at the start of the season. Uh, your, I think your goal was to break 15.40. Um, I mean, how does that sit with you? Yeah, time? I was... I was surprised, but also not really surprised at the same time. Yeah. Because I didn't really know any splits or anything. I was just sort of out there just running. Like I said before, I didn't want any bad laps. I was just running hard at the finish. And I sort of worked out two laps to go. I was probably on for under 15.45. But I just had to keep pushing. And, yeah, was lucky to see 15.35 when I crossed the finish line. Yep. So I was real happy about that. Um, what's the goal now? Oh, I wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> wish I knew. Well, the Origi- whole world's in a bit of uncertainty. Originally, it was run for the kids, which was going to be an interesting turnaround. Go from 5K to a 15K race. But it's at 15K. Yeah. I thought it was only 5. No, nah, the short course is... Oh, there is a 5K, yeah. Yeah, it's like 5.7 or something. And, yeah... Now, tell everything from 1500 to 15k <laughs> yeah that was the plan i was just gonna knock everything off <laughs> just one distance at a time but yeah now i don't know survive my birthday i guess and yeah so birthday tomorrow 23 yeah. this has been the most hyped up event of this season <laughs> it's probably the only event this season that's actually not cancelled at this point yeah um so blind bite tomorrow um you'll catch up with a few friends and yeah, yeah, whatever happens. He's really going to put the blind in blind fire. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about that all week, haven't you? <laughs> well, I wanted to go over just a few of the other athletes from the squad. So, Jess Dunsmore, a regular on the podcast and a vital member of the group, got his 800 down to 157.44 at the Box Hill Classic. And, um, yeah, we really decided to focus on uh the 800 and the 1500 on this side of christmas um because he did have a good start to the season where he ran um a 5k pb and a 3k pb um and then in the mile champs uh ended up coming seventh in the b heat in 424 in a pretty tactical affair and in the 1500 um state champs in his heat um so I managed to just get there for Jess's heat. <laughs> um, and I watched that and he was there until about 600 to go. And um, then, um, like Pete, um, was, uh, yeah, just outrun over that last um, 600 metres. But ran really um, you know, valiantly and ran a 4.02. Um, so he's actually got a little bit of a stiff Achilles at the moment from... Um, you know, doing a bit more speed work and spike work. Um, and so the last um, two weeks, um, we've taken it pretty carefully with Jess and um, just making sure that uh, we get over it as quick as we can so that um, we can get back into it for cross country. And now with the current um, coronavirus, I, I suppose it's, it's, it's no a rush. perfect time to get, get over it. So, yeah, yeah, there's no rush to get back. Exactly. Um, now, I'll give um, Pete the honours to go over Joel, Joel McGill. Oh, um, yeah, it's been it's been great having Joel around training. We started calling him the wise man of the hours because everyone knows he loves to read and he's always got good <laughs> content for the um, long runs, keep it interesting. Yeah, he's great. He's, um, yeah, 
he's, he's definitely he's always got something to add and he's um, just so good with the conversation yeah he's a bit more he's probably one of the more team player kind of runners in yeah. the squad yeah. yeah he's all about team isn't he and um, I think he sometimes doesn't give himself enough credit as a runner it's just a shame he runs in the wrong colours during winter. But that's a separate story for yeah. probably away from the podcast. <laughs> Morning's a peninsula. So um, he, he had the goal of breaking 17 minutes for um, park run, 5K. And he ended up doing it twice, which was impressive. And for over the space of eight weeks. And um, all the hours went down, I think, middle of January and paced him through it was a um, good turnout then there were six of us all pacing in a group and I'm not sure Hastings Parker I knew what was happening but I think <laughs> we, pretty, we took over that day it's yeah. pretty cool to look at the results and it's just the top six now and now and now yeah just in the results so the top six results were all separated by a second yep so <laughs> it was all a tactical to um, give Joel the win yep but he ran 16.45 to completely smash 17 minutes and he ran 16.45 again trying to go after 16.30 but we were all in good shape and we were all eager yeah. to get going early and I think I think that was um, yeah mine, Jess and your, your we got too eager and like we were pacing Joel through all three of us and um, we definitely went through a bit too too quick I think we were on track for probably 16.15 at, at 3k um, and it and it just showed over the last 2K. Um, yeah. He's definitely capable of quicker than 16.45. Yeah. Oh, especially the last couple of training sessions, he's been um, finishing K reps in like 305s or yeah. quicker, which shows there's definitely definitely more there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he, he tells us before a session that this is just going to be one of his easy sessions, and he gets to the end of the, end of the rep, and yeah. like so many times it's just me and him running, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to kick down for this last one. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, all, all credit to him. He's bloody impressive. Yeah, yeah. We just got to encourage him to, you know, race, race more. <laughs> yeah, get out that, there. That right. was the big thing. He sort of hesitated with races, and now, yeah, like the unfortunate position now where there's no races long term, yep. and you've missed the opportunity when they were there. Yeah. Sort of. You never know when a race is not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, and it's true because it. I actually had this chat with Joel, and and Joel was sort of like, okay, let's aim for I don't care, let's aim for twenty twenty one, you know, let's train <laughs> for then, and that is a long time, um, and it's a great way that he he is viewing the long term, and and that's very positive, but it's like anything in life, you can't just keep planning for the long term, like you got to have a few little short term goals too, so some small wins, yes, yeah, some small wins, it just keeps you motivated. Um, um and on track um so yeah um joel, joel acknowledges that and he was out on park run on the weekend again um for the last park run that um before it was cancelled um so lucky him yeah <laughs> he's probably had the last race of us all for a while um yeah and then Damo, do you want to go over um bevan yeah so squad's growing we've got some good new members pretty yeah. good it's never really running by yourself you don't really have to yeah. Um, so yeah, Bevan's been a great addition. He's put in a couple races now. Um, so his big one was the Australia Day Fun Run. Did the five k. Um, he came third overall. Uh, got the age group win. Um, I reckon there's a outright win there one day. 
Um, I think he's done that event some ridiculous amount oh, of times. Yeah. But, um, he, he'd only be, um, uh, what, 16, 17? Um, yeah. yeah. And I think he's done it 12 times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. look at how many park runs he's done as well. And he's, yeah. he's just there every week, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, it's good to see him because he, he's always been a little bit of a, he admitted to me, always been a reluctant runner. Um, and now he's actually um, showing a bit of keenness and, and yeah. he's messaging me all the time about, oh, what session should I do? So that's nah, good. From what I understand, I reckon this would be some of the biggest training he's been doing. Yeah. Um, but he's, he didn't ever, he never really, like he wasn't a 20 minute runner. He was always like one of those good low 18, 17 minute runners. And now yep. he's run so many, 17 minutes. Yeah. 17, 0, 0, 0, 1, 5, just those real, like so close, but just. He definitely had me scared the first park run I did there when I was yep. trying to go sub 17. Yeah. So hold on. I don't know who this kid is, but he's a little closer than I'd like him to be. To that's the, where to we the recruited front. him. We're like, yeah, that's where we found <laughs> out about him. <laughs> this kid's got some talent. We need him yeah. on our team. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and yeah, now here we are talking about him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like just on that, like we want him to break seventeen, and he's probably in shape to do it. Like within the next few weeks. Um, well, I reckon if it didn't get cancelled, like three days, you would have had it. Yeah, we were planning to do um, another pacing pacing job at Hastings to get him under. I reckon um, we gotta just time trial it. I reckon yep. just unofficially, just yep. peace of mind, just know he can. Yeah. So I think I think in the coming weeks, um, whether it's this weekend or or next weekend or the weekend after. We'll have to organise a Seaford Wetlands time trial and get him under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And done. And invite four hundred ninety nine people. <laughs> well, that's right. Like that's what we spoke just off off air before. Um, what are we going to do um, going forward uh, without any races? And and obviously we've got to first and foremost stay healthy and well and um, uh, prevent the spread of coronavirus. But what are we going to do to stay motivated? And um, Damien, you came up with a good idea. Yeah, well, well, given that we can't race now until May, or June even, yeah. um, it'd just be nice to have something just to at least aim for, like, look forward to. So I've been, like, I've been really thinking about just doing, like, some run culture showdowns. But before I go into this, I should say, please, no one else show up to this, because otherwise <laughs> our club will get cancelled or banned by the government or something. <laughs> So they can try. No one yeah. else. No one else is invited. This is a very exclusive event. Except Impact, if they want to come down for the Frankston v Impact showdown, they're welcome. You can stand out on the course or something, but you've got to keep like five hundred meters between you and the next person. <laughs> We're not having people getting sick at our hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, insane. It'd be good to have just some run culture showdowns. Just, just races races in inverted commas at um just places we train so i was thinking see for wetlands just end to end yep first to the end gets bragging rights maybe chocolate milk or something yep but and that's like that's if like um the restrictions don't crack down even more like um you know potentially there's that high chance that you know maybe we can't even do this but i'm um we'll, we'll just have to wait and see it seems like it's a evolving um daily thing um in terms of what we can and can't do but yeah i'd urge other groups to do the same thing like if you're struggling for motivation then why don't you come up with your own sort of little 
little race. Um, you know, small numbers, but at least it um, keeps everyone going. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no handshaking or high fiving. Yeah. Don't, don't touch each other. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a it's a, a weird time. Um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 definitely really hard to stop doing that because that high five at the end of the session became a thing, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have it at this point, but. Yeah. Oh well. Um, and then I wanted to get Pete to also go over um, one other member of the squad um, um, uh, as well. Yeah, so Ned, um, is it Buxton his last name? Yeah, Ned Buxton. Yeah, he started coming down, joining the hours again for some training sessions. Yep. So this is probably the first time I've been sort of able to run with him. I've never sort of run with him before and it was good to, good to have him around the group. I've got a bit of history with him training with Bron before this squad but yeah it's good yeah. to be back yeah it's good he's a, he's a talented runner um like I, I've been um keeping in touch with him because it's a bit of a tricky situation at the moment because he's um back at school still so he's bought in at Melbourne Grammar and um so you know he's doing a lot of training by himself so um trying to keep him motivated training by himself at the moment um but yeah, just a few of the sessions that I saw him do, like he just moves so smoothly across the ground. He could be anything if he wants to be. Um, yeah, like just covering, you know, 225 so easily. Um, so good to watch. Yeah, really good to watch. Um, and I reckon he's got a bit of Joel McGill about him. He's definitely um, a bit of a character and he's a good guy to be around the group. So, um, yeah, he's um, yeah he is nice and chatty and um, pretty witty as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good to see. We we need more members. So <laughs> you have to have a personality to group, join our group <laughs> and be on the peninsula. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, it takes all types to make a group, and we've got a we've got a great bunch of guys at the moment. And just I mean, um, the I think what we've all got that's pretty similar is we're all very positive and we're all looking out for each other and, and it's becoming a really good team and, and that's sort of what I wanted to establish um, from the start um, that we establish a good team and uh, yeah so far it's, it's um, going awesome and um, I'm sure year by year it'll just go from strength to strength um, yeah yeah also just on Ned did a couple uh, two minute and then did he go sub he was very close he was very close I think one went out real hard um so he just missed it um and then the other one he went out a bit too slow um so i think he just missed it both yeah, times I think, 201 202 i think yeah times aside the most important thing he was the first of us to put on the prototype our singlet yeah yeah so he donned the singlet um at his first 800 with the um no shame the, at doing it and at then, an he, event. And then <laughs> the stickers fell off oh yeah so that prototype did not work <laughs> Back to the drawing board, I think, for sticking them on. But what, on that, what did you think of the um, cutout of the um, Run Culture logo on the back? It makes me nervous. It does Why it? does it make you nervous? <laughs> because I'm scared I'm going to snag it on a tree branch or something and just, that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way you're that uncoordinated. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what about you, Damo? I rate it. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it look cool. Yeah, if you um, like anything that's different. Yeah, I, I like stuff that stands out and is a bit different. And I think you've got to be a bit innovative, like, um, as well, um, to get something off the ground. And, yeah, I don't know. There could be something in that. Like, it felt good at two base. Um, 
It was definitely um, you, kept me cool. Did you cut yours with a Stanley knife? Yeah, yeah, I cut mine with a Stanley knife as well. Um, <laughs> I reckon he's got it down to an art form now. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But the job could be a lot easier with the right tools. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, we've got to try to look into that. Like and maybe a laser cutter. Anyone that wants to sponsor the hours for a <laughs> laser cutter, that'd be. <laughs> In his defence, though, he's a physio, not a... <laughs> yeah, he could turn, a nanny. Into a, could turn into a full business if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's plenty, guys. Like, I reckon that's um, a great recap of where we're at um, as a squad. And uh, uh, I suppose the other thing that I wanted to just say is that now we'll probably just tra- focus on base training and winter training and preparing for what kind of cross-country season we'll have. Um, hopefully we get some races, um, but now we just sort of, um, I don't know, keep hanging in there together, supporting each other and staying healthy. And um, I suppose um, that's all you can do. That's, that's what we can control. Um, so, yeah, until next time, we'll probably have another catch-up, uh, yeah, in two or three months um, once we've got a bit more training under our belt and once we've sort of can see um, how well Australia is um, tackling the coronavirus. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we get to race again eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well done, guys. I think we have to end. With okay. Pete's got a blinder of a quote, and I think it's just a very nice... Oh, oh hang on. I've just got to say one more thing. We had Tim, um, Tim Bauman at training the other day, and he took some great photos... Um, of the squad and uh he's gonna come out um you know here and there as we train and um uh what do you think of the photos they they were phenomenal they yeah. made you guys look good yeah they um, actually made us look good so. especially <laughs> the black and white ones and they made ballon park look good oh, <laughs> you wouldn't even know it was ballon park and, yeah. like you look like some professional team out in the states or something it was hey we are he professional was, <laughs> <laughs> he was so into it it was good to see how much effort he was willing to put in to get the, the best photos and yep yeah it was, it's gonna be good to have him around all right this is gonna become a bit of a tradition so um Pete <laughs> onto the quote to finish the podcast all right so the skies may seem dark and uncertain but the hours will always make it to a new destination no matter how long it takes beautiful <laughs> <laughs> great finish thanks Dan see you guys okay.